Welcome to Let Me Tell You Why Welcome You're Wrong. To let me tell you why you're wrong. Proof we can disagree. Proof that we can disagree. No, 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 no. That's not wrong. wrong on so many levels. And still get along. And still get along. That's fair. You know, I think that is true. I think you're right. That's true. Uh, That's true. I get it. I'm Greg Radcliffe. My name is Morgan. got the silver you've got the silver although well, here we go the gold i i think they're both great we're gonna try some here. i can hear yours going glug 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 <laughs> i'm just doing a little bit just a little bit but you this, brought the whole bottle <laughs> this is good. i should have just poured a shot this is good stuff to start out the day yeah it is it's a way to start the episode here i mean it's it's early for us to taste this here no, no, you don't drink it yet. We're going to wait until okay. we do the. <laughs> it's delicious. It's really good, but. <laughs> and do some clever editing later. All right. It's really good, but it's also 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the 4th of July. America. So you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm actually going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pour it while I've got. All right. Well, Hey, good morning. Good morning. For those of you just listening, um, we are dabbling in the, uh, in our sponsor, not a sponsor this week. <laughs> We're already drunk. <laughs> we are hammered. Um, cool. Well, Hey, let's, uh, how was your week? Um, it was good. Yeah. Did you get your coffee? today sure did and she put a lot of a lot of cream in it but this is like it's you can tell by like you know how the brownness of it i don't actually see color so oh that's true well um it's not it's very creamy it's lost its cocoa yeah look i like my sugar with coffee and cream as it were mm-hmm that's a Beastie Boys line. So, mm-hmm. well, uh, so we're going to go ahead and we got a good episode today, right? Yeah. I mean, let's fucking hope so. Yeah. So, uh, well, my week was good. I'm, I'm jumping around a lot, but uh, that's because, again, like we said at the beginning, I am drunk and uh, nobody hold it against me because it is indeed, <laughs> it's in the... But just to clarify, still drunk. Not yes. dr- Not like woke up and got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> still drunk from last night still drunk so <laughs> i'm hung over does anyone know what that means doesn't that mean you're drunk no it means i was drunk yesterday <laughs> it means you got a problem you got a disease <laughs> what movie is that school Roll of rock, models? Oh, school school of rock. rock. Mm. all right well hey let's uh say what let's kick things off today we're going to be talking about your canceled and cancel culture so it's going to be a good yes. one today we got lots of stuff to cover but before we do we got to take some time to talk about our non-sponsors and these yeah, are people these are these are uh not currently sponsors of our show but certainly companies we want to talk about and today i think we only have one just well that's all we need that's all we need especially this when you got the only one, like one we need yeah so today our not sponsor is Terramana Tequila. Yes. Brought to you by none other than The Rock. Dwayne, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Dwayne 2020. Johnson. Write him so in, I, people. Write him in. <laughs> Seriously, I would vote for him. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to pour a shot here. It is the We are recording this, oh, yes. for those of you listening, we are recording this on the 4th of July. I have silver. Greg got the... Uh, I got the... Reposada, Reposado. I want to just mention that this is terribly hard to find in Idaho. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna it sells tag out the rock very quickly. Yes, in Idaho so, you can't have it shipped to your you can't have it shipped from the website. So you could yes. only rely on state sponsored liquor stores. I drove to Which seven. I, yeah, and Brian went to many as well. And the lady finally, one lady looked at their warehouse, and their warehouse is out. Um, I. I have an issue with the fact that you can't get alcohol shipped to your house, but the state can profit off of it. Okay, well, let's let's keep going with this. So yes. Terramana Tequila is our sponsor today. 
Dwayne the Rock Johnson. This is for you, buddy. We mm. keep seeing all the stuff on Instagram. We keep. We uh, love him. We love him. I've ne- we haven't tried all the- his Under Armour gear. Yeah, it, he's awesome. And Fourth uh, of July is when we're recording this, so this is going to be a great way. I can't think of a better way to start off your Fourth of July holiday, uh, and that is at eight o'clock in the morning taking a shot of Terramana tequila. And celebrating our future president. There we go. So there you go. Cheers. Cheers. Manoya. Manoya to you, Rock. All right, here we go. Whoa, that's good. It's so good. You don't, like, that I'm not a shot good. girl. I'm not a shot girl. Holy crap. And you don't even need a chaser. I can just mm. sip that. You could sip it. That is so crazy. Good. Oh, man. Well, hey, thank you, Terramana Tequila. Thank you for not sponsoring our show, but thank you for being in existence in the world. Right here at Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong, appreciate you. And uh, that's going to be a problem today. (laughs) It's going to be a problem. save some. (laughs) We're going to get to the end of the show. It's going to be like, so I don't really care if anybody gets canceled. (laughs) Um, All right, well, we can... uh, we can clip that out and send that to the rock as well. So should I just leave this here? I mean, it's cold, but it won't get warm by the time. What do you think's going to happen to it? I don't know. I might drink some Are more. you worried about you drinking more? Although I got to tell you, I feel really good now. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Now, this is the Terramana is, I don't know. I don't know if everyone knows what I'm talking about, but Brian and I went into a fitness challenge in San Diego and Terramana was what we had to take shots of if we couldn't complete a move. Oh, so that's what I was taking shots of because my and you you took like three shots, didn't you? Um, I took four because it was supposed to be each partner <laughs> taking a shot, and my poor sweet giant husband was drunk <laughs> from the night before. And was already puking from the workout moves. And so I did not think it was a good idea. So it was just going to be, it was going to so be I was mess. like, all right. Yikes. Well, <laughs> it's, it really is good though. I mean, I'll be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I know. So, it's delicious. Um, Everyone I, needs to try it. I tasted a bit at the beginning and I was like, I was really worried that I was, it was going to be early in the morning and, but let's go. Ooh. I mean, I drink it any time. This is. It's a, it's an any time of day tequila. <laughs> Going to a meeting, have some Terramana. That'll loosen you up. Hopping on a Zoom call, have a couple shots off camera. They can't see. You're going to feel great. Or get the um, get the clear one and no one knows you ain't drinking water. I will tell <laughs> Do we have the problem? <laughs> <laughs> every, every episode from now on is going to be a different type of alcohol that we're going to just say, hey, this is... It's a different kind of show now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's get going then here on your canceled, and let's talk about this because this is a very important topic, and I think it's uh, it's a good one to talk about, especially in this day and age. A hundred percent. This is one of the topics that gets me the most heated. Yeah. So do you do you want to just sh- so. We're obviously we talk about cancel culture. This episode we're going to kind of lovingly call "You're Canceled." Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go into some maybe some specific scenarios and kind of what we're talking about? Well, if someone just for anyone who's not aware, cancel culture is the idea that you say maybe you say something, you do something, and it's wrong. And rather than you being able to make amends, learn and grow, you're canceled. Nobody can support you. Nobody can, if you're a celebrity, nobody can watch your movies. You're just done. And it becomes like a, a trend on social media, right? You go, go, you go viral for being canceled. Um, and then you're kind of just like ostracized. Right. And even beyond that too, I think you, you get canceled. It, it, you said it's, you're wrong. Like it, it's wrong, but you just can't learn and grow from it. There's even a level, I believe, that started now where you're, you're wrong only based on the barometer of that person's feelings mm-hmm. or this group's feelings. And even then, you can also be considered wrong by standards that you weren't even intending and with topics that you didn't even necessarily try to 
touch on. Meaning like you could right. say, they're like, oh, you're, you meant this or because of this, this, and this, or they take it out of context or they blow it up. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yes. So, so you what had, are your thoughts overall on cancel culture? I have it? thoughts on this world. Um, and it's cancel culture is obviously a part of it. Um, my hope is, is that, I don't know. I don't want to go too broad with this, but I believe that every single issue that we're facing in the world, Mm -hmm. not every single issue, these types of issues like cancel culture, it comes down to narcissism. It comes down to people feeling and attaching feelings or attaching their self-worth to things that are not what you should attach your self-worth to, along with a feeling like everybody should always feel okay at all times. Now, I'm not saying you should deliberately make somebody not feel okay, but it's this narcissistic sort of like me first. Yeah. Uh, if I'm uncomfortable, then that's an aggression. That's a microaggression. Now we have even micro like, uh, oh, what was the thing I heard the other day? It was like, I don't know. There's the, It's just, it's, it's bananas. And then yeah. at the same time too, my feeling on cancel culture is that just like kind of you touched on is that there's it's, it's guilty until proven innocent. Right. A hundred percent across the board. And that comes with race that comes with me too movement that comes with anything along those lines. It's people can say things about a person ruin their lives to some degree. And then even if it's like, Oh, you know what? Never mind. He didn't do it. It's all right. There's no repercussions. Like somebody can yell and somebody can make an accusation on somebody. And should we, should we bring up an example? One that's, yes, that's in my head right now. Yeah. And this wasn't on our list, but this is like one of those things. And this is maybe one we can discuss because this is a little bit more nuanced, but someone like Aziz Ansari. Right. Now. You're talking about the sexual thing? <clears throat> right. The Me Too thing? He got Me Too'd recently or a while back. Yeah. Um, for having a situation where this girl released all this stuff, she released it on this magazine. I believe she was probably sort of prompted by the magazine to sort of talk up the story and she probably even talked into releasing the story and making it sound like it was worse than it is. But it's basically the story was is that Aziz Ansari went on a date with this girl and it sounded like uh, an average date that kind of went weird. Honestly, that's what it sounded like. And people were, had been drinking and it was whatever. Well, he just gets torn up a little bit about it because he had, you know, he was trying to, he was trying to get laid and he was trying to do all this stuff. And of course, but he wasn't aggressive about it. And the season, sorry, is like this big, literally I'm holding my hands up. He's, he's a pygmy. And so, but he, and he was very respectful and even texted me like a fairy, like a little flying oh. mythical creature. Okay. Um, Anyways, the point is, is that he did something relatively innocuous. It was kind of just, you know, maybe it was borderline at best, but it really wasn't all that bad. And it was kind of a weird situation. He ended up saying he ended up stopping when he was supposed to stop. There was no, you know, rape or anything like that. It was just like, hey, they moved on. And they come to find out that the girl, I mean, that the point is, is that he kind of had a hiccup in his career. Now he's kind of back, I think, a little bit, but he had to go through all that. Mm-hmm. All for what? So this this girl could get in this magazine, this magazine could sell some subscriptions to their website. I don't know. Um, yeah, I read the, I read the whole article of that gal and I, I interpreted that situation from the article as more of like, you're not, she's not interested and it got awkward, but I never felt like he, it's not like he whipped his dick out and was masturbating in front of her. Louis (laughs) CK. But it wouldn't have been that terrible if he did. But you know, here's the deal. In the Louis CK thing. (laughs) Yeah. According to everything I've read, he says to the girls, do you mind if I masturbate? Mm -hmm. And he asks them. Right. My thing is this. I'd be like, fuck yeah, I mind. You fucking creep. And then I'd be out of there. Yeah. 
Does this door still there work? And just be like, hmm, okay. So he's really, he's really doing it. He's really doing it. I don't know. I just feel like there has to be some level of personal, personal accountability. And there are a hundred percent are situations that girls are overpowered due to size or whatever, or maybe it's like a power of position. Like if someone's like, you know, with the Harvey Weinstein thing, like they needed, but come on. Well, I guess some people say that the Louis C.K. thing that he was, uh, they felt, and this is the other thing that upsets me a little bit with the, with the, with the whole cancel culture is that they, they can inject these feelings that you can't argue with because it's my truth. It's how I felt. Is that they go, well, you know, Louis C.K. is very influential. And I felt he didn't explicitly say, oh, you, you know, but I'm, a, I'm an aspiring comedian and this is a comedian I look up to and he has a lot of pull in the industry. So I kind of felt like I had to watch him jerk off if I wanted to get, you know, spots or if I there wanted to get- There is no dream I have that I want bad enough to watch a disgusting man jerk off. A redheaded old man jerk off. Well, that's what no Dave dream. Chappelle said. Do you remember that? Did you ever watch the Dave Chappelle thing? I have watched a lot of Dave Chappelle, but I don't have it all like memorized. Okay. That's okay. Well, he was talking about like, he wasn't trying to necessarily go one way or the other, but he was like, maybe he just brought it up for thought. He's like, maybe young lady, maybe you didn't want it that bad. Because if, if, if suddenly, because if one girl was saying like all my dreams, I wanted to, and she ended up not being a very good comedian or not being a, a star or whatever. And he's like, maybe if, you really, really wanted it that bad. And the one thing that stood in your way was some relatively nice guy jerking off in front of you. Maybe you didn't want it that bad. You know what I mean? Like if I wanted to be a comedian and I was right. like, like I'm going to do whatever I can. If that was, if that happened, yeah. Okay, fine. But I'm going to keep moving. And this girl was, was, was like labeling it. Like I was so psychologically destructed by that, that I just, I couldn't, I just can't. On a scale of one to ten, I can't even. Um, speaking of Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. I actually saved a quote that he has. Yeah. Because I feel like it's very relevant. I'm going to read it, okay? Okay. He said, our culture has accepted two huge lies. The first is that if you disagree with someone's lifestyle, you must fear or hate them. The second is that to love someone means you agree with everything they believe, say, or do. Both are nonsense. You don't have to compromise convictions to be compassionate. And I think that's so true. Like, I think um, one thing that our, I've noticed in society is like, if you, and it even goes down to politics, right? Like, if somebody is a Trump supporter, then there's so many people who are Biden supporters or Democrats who are like, out of my life, out of my life. And I'm just confused by that because I don't understand how anyone is supposed to be exposed to different perspectives, to be educated on different, you know, realities in the world. If all you do is say, you're done, goodbye, that creates like this divide and it creates like an us against them mentality. Right. I don't understand 100%. Well, on the political side of things, it's really, really bad too because I believe people, um, because I, look, I'm going to preface this even though I kind of hate prefaces because I feel like it's sort of like preparing for an apology or kind of putting your guards up before you know trouble's coming. But I was going to say that, especially politically, I think that with Trump, most of the people who don't like him or who are like you said, they're like, get out of my life. I don't want to talk to you anymore. All the stuff about him is not coming from a rational place. It's not coming from a place of rational thought. Yes, he's a blowhard. Yes, he should not have a Twitter account that he has control over. Uh, he says ridiculous things, um, but people get so sort of like religious about their hate that they they need something to attribute it to. Right. Do you know what I mean? So they get so much like I don't know. It's it's just craziness. And so they they use somebody like Trump. They use somebody like uh, I mean Weinstein to a certain degree. Weinstein it was proven that he was a he's a bad guy. So but they use different examples as sort of like lightning rods for their frustration because they're in a situation where they can't fix it. When like 90% politically, 90% of the problem with people getting canceled for political things, it, 
the problem is not necessarily President Trump. The problem is that it's just the culture of America and it's the divisiveness of whatever is existing. Yes. Because Trump doesn't have that much power. The president doesn't have that much power. They kind of do, but they kind of don't. And really, realistically, it's the problem. I think is I agree Congress. with you as far as passing laws. They don't have that much power. But I right. do think that Trump perpetuates hate. There is something about, and you disagree with me. A hundred percent. I mean, but he did just retweet something where people were screaming like "White Lives Matter," and and then he he's a doofus. It. He didn't watch the whole clip. He went, ah. I'm going to retweet this because I got a million things going on. He wakes up every day with running the world or running the country or in charge of the country. But in the same breath, you just said he doesn't have that much power. So like, okay, which is it? Okay. He doesn't have power, but he can run things. He can be like, I got to make sure things okay, are working correctly. But here's the deal. So he wakes up and it goes, and this political, is it. Political, agenda, political agendas aside. Okay. Right, right, right. Okay. Let's talk about how Trump comes out and talks about problems. Like if, if, when he makes addresses, right? He's like, mm. fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Like, and then he'll be like, my people are cool. But somebody like, and this is, has nothing to do with their politics. Right. Somebody like Barack Obama, when a tragedy happens, he comes out and he says, we need to stand together. We're all Americans. We're in this together. So their narratives are very different. And their narratives might, some people argue that Barack was full of shit and he never meant any of it. And he didn't, but that's, that's why I'm saying like politicals aside, the, the, the like overarching parenting that's happening because to a certain degree, I think the president is like a parent of the United States. Like just, let's keep sure. he is like the parent that goes out there and sees his two kids like choking each other and is like, well, which one is he going to win? You? All right. Like fend for yourself. Like he just doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't point. try to cause any peace or t- like, create any sense of like, we're a family, we're in this together. He's just kind of like, oh, this kid doesn't agree with me. All right, you're a stepchild. Get out. I never loved you. Like, I don't know. It just, he's his. And some people love that about him, to be honest with you. Some people are love that he's like, doesn't give a F and just, I don't know. We know they say there's so much about politics. I'm just saying like, I personally feel like Trump could do better at not being so confrontational. Right. And let me be clear, I, I'm probably not going to vote for him again. I, I will be honest. That's, that's where I stand. I'm not like a, I thought, honestly, when I first time I did, I, I did vote for Trump the first time because I was like, okay, listen, you got some problems, but you know what? If I want, if I want somebody in the boardroom or in the meeting room or the G, G20 summit with another leader, I kind of want a jerk, you know, standing up to Putin or whatever. Grit, never mind the whole collusion What's that? They're best friends. I'm just saying, I, we, I, the person who's going to represent our country and you're going to send into other countries' situations or whatever, I kind of want somebody who's going to be like, I'm not taking any crap. You know, some guy from, from Long Island who's going to be like, ah, you know, I'm not taking any guff. I, listen, that's what I wanted. And then, but now I'm like, okay, he's a blowhard. He's got some problems. And, you know, it's very divisive as a nation. So, but my only... I agree with what you just said a little bit to a certain degree. However, I also believe that, and this goes into the me too cancel culture stuff is that the narrative that everybody is fed in, in the world in the zeitgeist is framed by a media. It's also framed by, by all of us in, as far as social media goes. And here's the thing I learned recently mm. If you have a website or if you, if, you, if you pay enough money, and it's not even that much money, I'm talking like $5,000 a month, you literally can target your website message thing and a company can, can literally take it and, and make it and promote it like demographically, certain areas. Are you talking about like Google AdWords, essentially? No, 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 not even Google AdWords. I'm talking like... Um, it's called SEO, search engine optimization, but you can, you can promote, but there's even, there's even, there's even programs right now that could say, listen, I can do what's called geofencing, which is around this certain area, literally on a, on a, on an overhead map, a satellite map. Yeah. You can do that on a Snapchat. And you can send text messages out to everybody, every cell phone in that area. No, not on Snapchat. No, this is, that's what I'm talking about. This will be like, you ever been somewhere and you get a text alert from something and you're like, oh, 
that's kind of, and it's not, you don't immediately equate it to where you are, but maybe you're in an area. There's literally, you can draw, a, it's called geofencing. You can draw a, a, a digital line around a certain area and say, any cell phone in that area, we want to send alerts to their phone, their text messages, mm-hmm. text message alerts, or we want to we want to have our ads show up in their various social media feeds. Like that's how granular we can get. So the point is, is that there's so much available as far as tweaking the narrative and tweaking what people see and changing what people see in the in the in the optics of, of a situation. Um, it's it's crazy and everything moves so fast too. Because you put in there like for as far as cancel culture goes, you put Mark Wahlberg down, mm-hmm. and he was a big story for a while. But I read this article that was like he may have had the best response ever which was basically just shut up and he didn't say anything. There's radio silence for a couple of weeks and everybody's kind of moved on. Right. right. Cause he tweets out like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm down for this, you know, black lives matter, everything like that. This is ridiculous. And you change this culture you know, and then everybody started going, well, you're a hypocrite because when you were 15 years old, well, okay. You know, and that's okay. kind of getting back to the cancel culture. That's one of the things that like I questioned because when I read what he did, it was a hundred percent wrong. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. He was, he should have, he, I don't know. I don't actually know if he like went to jail or what happened. Um, but his actions were a hundred percent wrong. And he was what? 15? 15. But here's my question. So at 15, are we saying that he's made a life choice that now we've canceled him and we right. want to take away, we want to, he can never be in a movie again because of a choice that he made or are we going to allow the possibility because he's at least 40 now, right? That over oh, yeah. the past 20 years or 25, I can't do math. You guys were drunk. How has he grown? Has he learned? Has he changed? Right. Or are we just assuming he's still that 15 year old kid and he actually truly does hate all minorities. Is that what we're assuming? Right. Yeah. It's- I think that's, I think that's the question I have is like, why are we assuming that, one decision and granted one wrong decision that deserves punishment that deserves him to like, you know, why is that the end of it? Right. Right. And I don't think he necessarily got canceled, but you're, you're absolutely right. But he they was, tried. They did try. And, and he was, uh, he was 15 years old when him and his friends were throwing rocks at uh, two younger black kids. And then 17 years old, he attacked a Vietnamese man. While on PCP, by the way. He was on PCP? He was on PCP, yeah. Um, it was like angel dust or some drug. Which, okay, but you're, to your point, yeah, there's, the problem is, is that it's, I believe that he shouldn't be canceled for that. He shouldn't, he shouldn't have any repercussions for that. Like, that's just, it's asinine. You're 15 years old. When I was 15 years old, I crapped in a bag and lit it on my neighbor's front porch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As we heard in other episodes, if you haven't heard that episode, well, it's a really great episode. And what my question is, is I guess how come some people are canceled and some people aren't because arguably, and this isn't all about Trump, but Trump has like a couple cases where he was charged with statutory rape. They That's like convicted. actual factual. I don't know that he was convicted. I think it was civil court. Oh, okay. Well, um, what do you mean, oh, like it doesn't matter. Doesn't. I mean, okay, so we, what? It's a claim that somebody made? Like, do I have to immediately give veracity to a claim that some girl makes? Wow. Do I have to believe all women? Is that what you're saying? All of them? Every single one of them? Even the one who lit uh, Andre Risen's house on fire? Left Eye? Or T-Boz? Which one was it? She's dead. Aaliyah. No. Who lit Andre Risen's house on fire? That famous singer. Left Eye. Is it Left Eye? Aaliyah's dead. And left eye. They're both oh, dead. Geez. Well, look, the pro- the point is, is that I don't care what you were, what you were allegedly. The point or- is he doesn't care about women. No, I do. But Jesus Christ. Like- Cancel Greg. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, girls and men are crazy sometimes, especially when it comes to relationship type stuff. I, and especially if you're a celebrity. First of all, you're getting kind of far away from the point here. I know. Well, you just called me out. I was going to say. Is- Go ahead. The point is, is that why does Trump get a pass when he has a bunch of things in his past that other people have even okay. got canceled for? Oh, right. So, so I can, why I can... do some people get canceled and some people don't? So here's, here's what I think. 
here's what I think. The, the cancel culture, social media, whatever, you know, wokeness, whatever, you know, all woke, no joke. It's basically, imagine like a big, a big gang of people, right? As a representation. And they're all, they're all angry and they're running around, they're going, and they're knocking on doors and they're rattling cages and they're going, ah, what's going on in here? And, and why they decide to not stay on somebody is that they're also very, very weak. They're also very, very weak-minded and they're, and they're not really after what they say they are. They say they want to cancel this person because they're wrong or they have these moral obligations and they really are bad people. But what they really want to do is they want to just have a little bit of power over a big deal, meaning a big celebrity. And when you get to a celebrity or you get to somebody of, uh, in the world that's, that's, that's popular or famous and they don't give in to your bullshit, then they just move on. What they're looking for, they're looking for the Aziz Ansaris who are going to be like, oh man, I'm really sorry. They are looking for somebody to go to write the formal apology, not because they want retribution and they want that person to grow because if they really cared about growth, they actually wouldn't go after him at all. They would just let them, they would go, oh, look, look, look where they were and look where they are now. This is great. They don't want growth. They want, they, they want power over them. It's the equivalent of walking into a party and going, seeing George Clooney and go, drop and give me 20 doesn't do you any good doesn't do George Clooney any good but you have for a split second you just told George Clooney to drop and give you 20 and he did it oh that feels so that good from a movie or something what drop and give me 20 dropping me 20 is like 20 push-ups yeah, I think I, I heard this I... on I think I heard Adam Carolla talk about this but the point is is that that's huh. that's that's the idea they're they're running around trying to get people to basically because their lives are so empty and shallow that they have no control over anything. Their their wife is probably sleeping with their pool guy and they can't really do anything about it. They're really frustrated. Oh. They're really mad. And they're going to run around and go, I'm going to make somebody do something because I need to have some control over this goddamn life because everything should be about me because I'm a narcissistic asshole. I'm going to go find that person. I am outraged type, 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 type. And then when that person goes, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have done that. They're like, Yep. I made, we made him do that. Yeah. All right. Who's next? Let's go find somebody else. And they go, bup, 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 and they go walk and find the other victim. And the people who don't apologize, you never like Trump is a perfect example of that. You know, I don't like either scenario you're describing though, because to me, the fact that somebody will never apologize is not necessarily a sign of growth either. That's just a, to me, that's equally as narcissistic. I think Trump's like a classic narcissist. Well, let's use, to avoid any kind of political thing, let's, let's use Mark Wahlberg for, for an example. Mark Wahlberg's response was when, when everybody was going after him and saying, this guy's a hypocrite for saying this stuff, he didn't say anything. He didn't say, his team didn't say anything. They just kind of laid low. And then sort of the rest of the, the world just sort of moved, the, the, the mob well, just moved Okay, past so that's him. different than not saying, to me that almost reads as like not engaging because there's sometimes when like there's no response is maybe the best response. Um, there are certain times when people are like more aggressive back. And right. one great example of that is this whole, and this show we keep like, there's a, there's no way this show cannot be political just with all the things that cause cancer culture, cancel right. culture. Right. But like, I've seen so many, like I saw this video of a guy who was like, there was Black Lives Matters people and he was screaming at them, White Lives Matter. And then they're screaming at each other. And to me, I'm like, wh why? Like, why are you showing up and saying White Lives Matter? Like, just, it just, just chill out. Like, just let them have their protest. They're not doing anything. Like, they're not, they weren't, you know, burning anything down. They were peacefully protesting. So why did you take time out of your day to go down there and intentionally start a fight? You didn't go down there with the intention to be like, hey, I don't understand your perspective. I think white lives matter. I think all lives matter. Explain that to me. Let's, let's, let's have a dialogue. That wasn't the intention. The intention wasn't to get there and understand and maybe talk about why I think this way. Or The intention was to start a fight. So why are people just looking for fights all the time? Right. That's, that's a good point. They are. They are. Um, did you hear... Uh, you probably didn't. <laughs> There's a guy named James Lindsay, and I heard him. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast recently. Mm -hmm. um, he was talking about a clip, and I'm, I'm going to probably butcher this story, and I, I don't have the actual clip. I meant to look it up before this one, but I didn't. 
he was basically he's, he's a he's a what's that it's because i've been drinking drunk. i've been drinking heavily <laughs> since then um yes. he he was said he was uh he was he was sent something on twitter and it was a video of this guy like ranting about the like like the riots and and or demonstrations and all this kind of stuff and the guy was like oh this is really this 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 james Lindsay guy was like this is interesting i want to send this off but i want to I want to see more of this. So he, he was only sent like a 40 second clip, but he went to, he went and found the full video. He was looking, he looked around, he found a video, but it was four minutes long. Mm -hmm. Come to find out this guy was like, um, he was talking about demonstrations. So he was led to believe on Twitter when this person sent it to him that it was talking about demonstrations. Now this person, the actual video is this guy going talking about demonstrations like we need to go in and we need to tear this down. And then the guy goes, and this president is causing a rift in everything that we do. And, he's, and then he starts thinking, oh, this is about Trump. Oh, my gosh, this is, this is kind of interesting. Because this, this James Lindsay guy, is not a, he's not a, a conservative. And then the guy in the video continues on and goes, and we need to, we need to rise up and, and, and make some changes. This president, Barack Obama, is – and he realized, oh, my God, this 40-second clip – and this is just an example I'm using. This 40-second clip that he was sent was cut to indicate or sort of reference what's going on right now. However, when he looked at it, it goes through three basically huge transitions, meaning like at first it could be the, what's going on now with the demonstrations. And then it was like, oh, about this president. And you could cut it right there. And you'd be like, oh yeah, it's Trump. And then moving on, you realize, oh no, this guy is about, he's talking about Barack Obama from several years ago. And the actual full clip of this guy talking, this video, this James Lindsay guy, he goes, I actually found the full video. And it's like 40 minutes long. So the, I bring that up only because I feel like there's so many things in this world that can be, that are about framing and structuring because you could take literally one clip and you could make it, you could go on both sides of the aisle. You could Sound go on bite. both sides yeah. of the thing and, and nobody would be the wiser and nobody, most people rather, I shouldn't say nobody. The majority of people Will do not, not use critical it. reasoning. They won't look into it. They'll just go up. That fits my narrative. That fits yep. what I want. Bop. Yep. That's what I believe. I 100% agree with you. And I think that um, that's partially because the news media has yeah. just become literally theater and entertainment. It's not actually... And I genuinely believe that the both sides of it, whether it's CNN or Fox News... I think that they motivate and they keep people by fear. So I think everything that they're putting on the news right. is to keep people scared because scared people are easier to control. Right. Well, scared I'm, people don't ask questions because they just want to be safe. So they don't use their critical reasoning. So I think that both sides of the party, as far as like whether they're conservative or liberal news media outlets, I think they're both at fault for it. And I actually yeah. had somebody say, um, God, I don't remember who it was, but they said that they don't actually even watch American news. They watch like British news because British news is unbiased. That's smart. And so they just watch it to see what's going on because they just <laughs> want to know what's actually happening. Yeah. Because when you watch Fox news, you know, everything's great. And then, or like Trump's amazing. And then you watch CNN and Trump's the devil. So it's like, how well, do you everybody know? is, I mean, it's all, it's all about eyeballs, right? So it's, what, it's whatever views, side you're right? on. Engagements. Engagements. Because, I mean, a lot of these people, they're, they're huge companies. Fox is a big company. You know, CNN and NBC, are, they're, they're, big, they're big entities that need money to run. And the way they do that is through ad revenue. And so you've got to get eyeballs. And in this day and age, being a Tom Brokaw who just sort of, you know, middle of the road says what is going on and provides the news and an in-depth look at what's happening without any kind of slant to it or any kind of draw yeah, it you're gonna be it's gonna be lost in the noise because there's so much other loud crap going on. But I'm with you. I think that that's that's uh, it's awful, and it's on both sides. You're absolutely right. It's on both sides, and mm -hmm. we all just and then. But the problem is now too is that, and I'm guilty of this too, is that you watch the one that feeds what you want, your mm -hmm. narrative, you know, your little uh, echo chamber, and you go, mm -hmm, yeah, and then you get riled up with it. And then mm -hmm. you turn around, then you go out in the world and you start yelling white lives matter at people. Do you know what I mean? Like you sit in, you, you sit in your lazy boy and you watch, you watch Fox news and you watch Tucker Carlson all day and you go, Oh, goddamn right. And then you walk out of your house and you're like, look at white lives matter too. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I mean, that's not, 
what I believe. I'm just giving an example of that story you said. Right, and right, that's right. what we, that's where we are with a culture. Or you go on Twitter or you go do some research and you go, that's, that's hey, Mark Wahlberg. I, you, you were 15 years old when you did that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I keep doing these voices. I should that do was a like shot Scooby. of I should <laughs> do a shot of tequila. <laughs> so, I mean, this has been going on low key for a while. Thor's brother. Loki. <laughs> low key. Right. Okay, go ahead. And I am not a fan of it. And let me find something else for you. So I wrote on here Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Why did you write that? I Googled that and I couldn't Because they're not oh, let's canceled. Get, let's get retarded. But, yeah, but they, by today's standards, they should be canceled. But they yeah. had a song on the fucking radio that said the R word. Let's for get a retarded. While. It was for a while before they changed it to let's get it started. I remember I went and saw them in concert in Las Vegas and, you know, whoever it is, because in this context, there's no disrespect. Yeah, that's, that's fucking rude, man. Well, but, but they don't, I'm, I'm, I don't think that they needed to be canceled. I think that they no. took a risk and then they. Fergie left. That's, that's one thing. National anthem, which was. <laughs> Whoopsies. So here's the thing. She was drunk too. You don't, you don't call retarded people retards. I wish you'd just. You call your friends retarded when they're acting like that's an idiot. Movie. It's from The Office. Michael Scott oh, is like, yeah, you don't call your, you don't call retarded. Michael people Scott retards. would be canceled today. I don't know. Yes, this is a country. This is a country that has run out of actual problems. That's what's happening. There's well, first n- of all, we have not run out of problems. No. We have lots of problems. Uh, we we've created oodles of them, but but this is a bunch of. I mean, the cancel culture itself is is basically and because cancel culture has been going on beyond coronavirus and you know George Floyd and all that kind of stuff. Because those are actually legitimate things we have to deal with and, and, and that kind of stuff. But the escalation of this kind of cancel culture that's been going on for the last several years is literally a country. It's, it's a bunch of people that have run out of problems or it's a bunch of people that were raised and they all got trophies as kids. Oh and my God, suddenly they get into trophies. adult. What? You hate trophies. Yeah. Sorry. I don't have think. Have I mentioned that before? Got, yes. I don't think it's the kids that all got trophies, to be honest with you. Because I had to earn trophies and there was times, well, I was really good at dancing. So I always got trophies, but there, you could leave competitions without trophies. Okay. Um, it's not like you got a participation. So the people that all got trophies, they're still kind of young, aren't they? And I don't know. And, and, but see, remember we, we lived in, I feel like, like the Boise, Idaho, Ada County, Idaho area is not behind, but, Generally, national things don't like national trends don't don't really uptick with us until a little until a beat later. Like we are aware of them and we can participate in them if we want. But the real surge, you know what I'm saying? Like, plus also, it doesn't matter. Um, I was going to say one thing while I was looking at this. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about Mike Gundy, the Oklahoma State? He is the uh, he's an Oklahoma State football coach, Oklahoma okay. State University. He wore a shirt that was just like a, have you heard about this? No. So this is where we are with the nation. This coach, this coach who has been coaching for years, almost, almost two decades, I think, maybe even, maybe even three decades, but for, for a long time, helping these young men in college become better, grow up to be better husbands and fathers. And, and just, yeah. What did the he point do? Is, the point is he had a shirt on that it was for, the One America News Network, which evidently is like a really conservative uh, TV network, mm-hmm. that, you know, and he was almost sort of cancel cultured for that. Like they they did an investigation. The university did an investigation on the potential of racism with Mike Mike Gundy. They come come to find out they their their final report was that yeah. Uh, turns out he's an awesome guy and he's, he's got a great relationship with all of his past players and there's absolutely zero hint of racism in, in, in his, you know, administration or his uh, coaching, whatever we want to call it. But because he wore a shirt and he took, he was, he was fishing with like his friend and it was like this Facebook photo and he's just like, Hey, he wasn't like, look at my shirt. He just happened to, he was like, it was like basically a free shirt that was shot out of a cannon that he decided to go, Oh, this is comfortable. 
I'm going to wear this while I'm fishing because I'm going to get a bunch of fish guts on it. Mm-hmm. And he just wore it. And one of the running backs that was at the school said, I am not going to play. He like he uh, what was it? Yeah, he refused to play for somebody who was going to support that kind of network. Hmm. A shirt, a shirt in a, in a snapshot that was taken. I have a shirt that says kegs tremble at my name. Kegs of beer that I wear when I'm doing yard work. Why are you looking at me like that? Am I rambling? I blame it on Terramana. Well, I just don't, I think, I think it's, uh, I think it's, within that guy's right to wear a shirt about yeah. whatever news channel he likes. Um, I think it's also within the player's right to take offense to it. I don't necessarily think that I would let that be a deterrent for myself, but I'm not a black man. So I don't know. Was it a black player? Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I think that there's, this kind of goes back to the whole cancel culture thing. Like I, if he truly has no, like if him personally is not racist towards people and like his all past players are like, he's great. I wouldn't, I would advise that young kid to like, maybe don't throw your future away over something so trivial because there's going to be lots of people in your life that are going to have differences of opinions in you. And I don't think that you're going to, let's just like, let's assume that guy, I don't know. I doubt you said he, they found he wasn't racist, but you can't change someone's mind. I don't think you can change someone's mind with aggression, personally. I think you can only change people's minds with love and compassion. And that's not to say that we should just take everything, like, you know, get screwed over at all times, but there's a time for violence and there's a time for force, like, you know, with war and like, you know, there's there's a time for aggression, but I just don't know that, like, how do you think it would have been, like, in my mind, if he would have gone to that coach and said, hey, can I just take a moment to explain to you how that shirt makes me feel and why? And right. you may not see it as this, but can I can I please just have an open conversation with you and tell you why this shirt upsets me and makes me feel the way that it does? And then I would try that. And then if the coach was like, fuck you, I'm not listening. I'd be like, all right, I'm not playing for you. You, you have no interest in my you know, feelings. You have no interest in my rights. That's when I would be mad. But I just don't know why you just pop off from the beginning. Like right. there's no, there's no, um, like I once had a, a counselor who said with every situation, and this was more like interpersonal, but like you can, she said, you can think of it as as an olive branch moment or a ratchet moment, right? Like you can bring an olive branch to the situation and make things better, or you can bring a ratchet and start swinging, right? And I always, and I'm not perfect, but I always try to think, well, hey, let's let's try the olive branch first. And if that doesn't work, absolutely. You can cut people out of your life. You can set boundaries. Those are all important. But like, just don't, don't take your ratchet everywhere and cut everybody down and just cut everybody out of your life right away. Did you mean hatchet? Is it a hatchet? Yeah, I don't do manual labor. <laughs> I, no, I don't want to destroy the sentiment of what you said because I think that's really good. Because you're yeah. right. And I, I, you know, even as you're talking, I'm like, oh, yeah. What's a I mean, ratchet? A ratchet is one of those things that you, like it turns. <coughs> oh, okay. I meant hatchet. You meant hatchet because you were like saying. I meant hatchable. Right. Well, no, but but the, but you're right. Whether whether no matter what it is, um, the 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 sentiment is is good, and you're right. There is yeah. olive branch moments, and I think that um, I'm a hundred percent guilty of this too. Is that we let our feelings get the best of us, and because, for example, to kind of bring it into into sort of this cancel culture idea. I think that a lot of times because our people think they have a megaphone and in some cases they do. Yeah. They have one because of what their platform is on social media. And because it's so quick from thought to, you know, if you, yes. like in the past, if you wanted to really get a message out there, you had to like get a TV crew, get it. Now you just, boop, you know, record what you want on your phone, say what you want, say your piece, send it out. Or, 
type what you want on Twitter and then send it out. And it literally goes from your maybe, brain. Yeah. Your brain, maybe an irrational thought or, or a thought that is hatchet based where you're just like, I'm angry because you haven't had a chance to calibrate and, and reset. And suddenly now it's out in the world. And, you know, even if you delete a tweet, people still screenshot it. I mean, it, it kind of still the stays internet's with, forever. It, it really is. So I, uh, I don't know, but, but I, let me be clear too with the cancel culture thing. There are circumstances where I absolutely believe that the people have done some heinous stuff. Harvey Weinstein, I mentioned earlier, that's an obvious thing. Bill Cosby is an obvious thing. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly Epstein. Epstein oh God, Epstein. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, you know, I even believe that the uh, uh, Louis C.K. thing was kind of like, dude, that's just icky and gross. I don't think he should have been canceled for it, but I think that there really should, he needed to kind of, it needed to come out because he needed to kind of check himself because he was getting nothing but more and more popular. And I didn't, I would hate to see someone like Louis C.K. enter into a world that's more Weinstein. Do you know what I mean? Harvey mm. Weinstein. Because that, it kind of, that trajectory is sort of where it maybe goes. I don't know. So there are circumstances where I think that absolutely it's it's important to call people out and to uh, to help them grow. But like, we also need to be aware of that helping, you know, acknowledging that they grow, acknowledging that they change and well, giving them a chance to do so and not just dismissing them altogether. Because that's a horrible, it's a horrible message. We're all talking about how all the people who want to cancel people are all people that probably for the most part don't like, say, Donald Trump because they say he stands for something that is negative and evil and racist, whatever, whatever. Well, think about the message we're sending with this sort of cancel culture stuff. We're basically sending a message to people that says, hey, listen, you can't mess up. You can't learn, you can't grow, your, your viewpoint can't change. Because the second you slip up, we're gonna call you on it and you're gonna be done. Mm -hmm. And once we've called you on it, that's gonna stay with you for the rest of your life. So it becomes this like, I mean, I've never done anything that could potentially be me too or anything like that. And obviously I'm not a celebrity, but I think that the, I thank the Lord that I haven't because it could, I mean, it could come crashing down and that kind of stuff stays with you. And it's so unfortunate that people can't learn and grow because I'm also glad um, people didn't record my life when I was a teen. Heck yeah. So one thing, um, there's a celebrity. Did anyone watch The Good Place? We watched it a little bit. Um, okay, so... Jamila Jamil. Uh, was it? Bless you. No, the girl. What was her name on that show? The one that was like really pretentious and. Anyways, she played oh, a character on right. that show. Who was married? Who was married to this or with this guy who took a vow of silence? But he really was not. Yes. So um, she is very big. Like she's pretty active on like calling people out and. Like she's big on like body shaming is one of her main platforms. Um, but she posted something recently that I think is very relevant. And she talks about there's a pivotal difference between cancel culture and call out culture. Calling out means pointing out someone's mistake, condemning it if it's harmful to others and demanding someone does better. Valid. I think that's, you can do that. She said, canceling means deplatforming someone and calling for their job and position of power to be entirely taken away, often for the foreseeable future. And then she says, I rarely support cancellation unless the person slash company has done irrevocable harm and hurts more people than they help or refuses to shift on their dangerous slash bigoted slash behavior. And that's like, to me, I think she nailed it. Like calling people out for their mistakes, I'm all on board for. I think that's how people can learn and grow. Um, but if you just, you can't just cancel everybody. Right. Her sentiment is really good. Uh, how do you, how do you just call someone out though? What's the difference? I mean, I get the so difference. She calls people out. So for instance, I'll does give she you an say example. explicitly like, Hey, I'm just calling you out. I don't want you canceled. Does she make that distinction when she does call somebody out? Because I think that would be important because if you just, if you, Oftentimes, cancel culture is not always. Well, she, so the reason she posted that, yeah, the reason she posted that is because she calls out mostly like um, she has this whole community called I Way because she thinks that you know like there are a lot of people on social media that perpetuate like unrealistic body standards, um, and she often calls out the Kardashians because they'll post like, oh, I take this fit tea and I lost fifteen pounds or whatever, and they're getting paid, and she's like, no, this fit tea 
is just gives you diarrhea for three days and then your stomach hurts. Like she's like, have some responsibility with what you're agreeing to be paid for because you have a hundred million followers and a lot of them are young girls that look at you. And so she does this that way. Well, um, Kim posted a picture of her body and it's just like completely unrealistic. And a lot of people were tagging her in it and saying like, you know, why aren't you calling this out? And that's why she posted this. Cause she said, I'm not trying to cancel the Kardashians. She said, but the fact that you guys now recognize that the images that she posts are unrealistic and not like true. She's like, I've done my job because my community and the people that I follow now know that that's not an image that they need to hold themselves to. So that's why she posted the thing about like the difference between call out culture and cancel culture. Cause she's like, listen, some people are tagging me in this, telling me to cancel her. I'm not trying to cancel her. Right. Well, that's actually commendable. That's that, that softens it up in my head a little bit too, which is good. Like I'm just like a little bit dismissive of it, but so that's good. Cause I think she's a woman. No, it's just that I, I struggle with, I struggle with virtue signaling. Like, did you see that? But, but for her, I don't to think that she's point, virtue signaling. no, I don't think she is either. And that, to that point, I like how she does that. So that's a very, that's sort of the idea that I think is where everybody should go in terms of this culture. Yes. Like if you look, if somebody messed up, if Dwayne somebody's for president, doing something, Jamila for vice president. Yeah. Could you, isn't it amazing how we live in a world where somebody who is famous for going, for raising one eyebrow, which I can't even really, can I do it a little bit? Um, who's raising one eyebrow and asking if you can smell what he is cooking right before he body slams somebody. Um, is the person that probably the bulk of America would be like, yes, you you're in charge. You know what I mean? I mean, not to dis- not to dismiss him because he's a great guy and whatever. And, and maybe he's faking it for the camera. I don't know. Maybe behind closed doors, he's yelling, but I've never heard any story like that. And he's still friends with his ex. Yeah. I feel like he that's just seems like a nice guy. I mean, I am pretty if you, but actually maybe his ex should be the president because she's really the brains behind it. She's she? still his manager. Yeah. Well, well, I, uh, so that Camila, whatever you were just saying to back to that point, Jamila. I think that that's Jamila is, uh, that's, that's the way to look at it. I think if you're going to do something like that, that's the way to do it. Now I'm of the nature and I'm of the mindset where I go, just, I can just live. Like I'm so busy dealing with my stuff in my life. I don't really have time. I don't know where a lot of these people have time to deal with it, but a lot of it is, you know, other celebrities. So they've got some free time, but you know, that stuff just sort of becomes noise to me, but that she is, that's, I, I like that. I like that she said that because she's right in terms of the Kardashian thing. Um, the same can be said for men in fitness industries too. You know, you have mm-hmm. men that have like, this is how I do it. I, you know, I use this gym equipment. You're like, I use this body blade, which is basically like a, another version of a shake weight. Have you seen those? Nah, it doesn't matter. They should be canceled. Um, so wait a minute. Just talking about not canceling people, Gregory. <laughs> I'm going to go to my notes here. So do you think that if somebody messed, so it sounds like we, you know, the idea that if somebody makes one or two mistakes, you shouldn't erase their whole body of work. Right. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Unless they continue, like, unless they show no signs of changing. Do you know what I mean? And that's obvious. That's like, like, uh, well, let's look at the next question. Like Trump. Yeah, I just got really sleepy all of a sudden. I think it's the, the shot kicked in and then sort of just tapered off. And it's like, now I need a nap. <laughs> How can we learn if we refuse to engage with other people from different walks of life and different perspectives? And I oh. genuinely believe that. I feel like how can you, because everybody's truth is their reality that they grew up in, right? That's what's true for you. That's what's true for me. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and go ahead. And if I never speak to anybody that's different from me or grew up differently from me, then how will I ever, how will I ever be aware? And this, this kind of feeds, I think, into this, the the last question we were going to talk about was how do we want our kids to respond is I think that you mentioned if you don't talk to somebody else um, and, and get another viewpoint to kind of challenge your own, I think that also feeds into how we are raising our kids in some degree, because 
we need to be raising our kids, in my opinion, my opinion, we need to be raising our kids with the idea and the understanding that your opinion is just that. Your experience is just that, yours. And it doesn't make it an absolute truth in this world. It does make it something that should be included in the conversation, but it also does not make it something that needs to be a stronghold in your in, in how you define yourself. Meaning people let their feelings or their experiences and people and, and other they let other people talking or providing a different perspective that's contrary to theirs or their opinion, they let that be converted into interpreting it as an attack on themselves because they put so much of their own self-worth into these opinions that they have that anytime it's challenged, they feel like you're not only challenging their opinion, you're challenging their self-worth or their importance as a human being. And that's just a fragility that I don't want to have kids raised with. Um, People are going to disagree. People are going to need to have a conversation. And I think that that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the pendulum. We're kind of like at the cusp in my head of the pendulum swinging this way, meaning the crazy cancel culture, ridiculous, everybody's sensitive. I think we're seeing the, the, just the worst of it, and I believe it's going to start coming back. And hopefully it settles somewhere in the middle where everybody can have a good dialogue and do what this, what this one gal is doing, Jip Jop is doing. Jamila. Jamila. I, I'm not trying to be rude. I didn't know her name. Jamila. I think that more people need to start implementing it in their lives and actively participating in this dialogue. Mm-hmm. In a constructive way. Yes. Because participating does not mean you're yelling or you're, you know, some sort of keyboard warrior being something, you know. And I think that with the kids, um, it it starts with the adults, obviously. Kids are so funny. Like it's, you can tell them until you're blue in the face. They are going to do what they see. They're going to watch how you respond to people. They're going to watch how you interact with the clerk, the cashier, the, the person who disagrees with you, the you know, your spouse, kids watch that so much and they, they mimic it so much, so much more than you could ever imagine or not you. I do agree, but I also don't think, I don't know that my kid mimics either one of us. Maybe not like, I'm not talking like specific behaviors necessarily, but the vibe that you give is the vibe they'll have. Meaning like, so I make it a point like, I'm not perfect. Kids, You're not? The, the, no, I'm pretty close though. Uh, the, I think kids, when we're talking about raising kids in this cancel culture, I think the way we change the society is that it has to start with people who are engaged in it now. Like you just said, more people need to engage in a positive, constructive way and then be that example. Because it, chances are, if you're the kind of person that wants to engage negatively and wants to be all outraged by something, you're going to carry that anger and frustration with you. And then it's going to, then you're going to walk out in your living room and you're going to, it's going to be felt by your kids. They're very intuitive. Kids, other family members, and it's going to change the dynamic. But when you change your behavior, I don't know, I'm getting really more philosophical, but I don't want snowflakes anymore, basically is what I'm saying. I don't you want kids. You hate trophies and you hate snowflakes. They're my least favorite thing. I love snowflakes because they're each individual. Like how amazing is that, that they each fall from the sky with their own fingerprint? Like there's... Any way anyone could possibly know that, that they're all individual. Did well, you, oh, did you hear that thing, even fingerprints? There are people with duplicate fingerprints? I did know that because at my work, we clock in with fingerprints. And I mean, it's like people, one in like six billion or six million or so. It's some astronomical percentage. You just interrupted me with your white male privilege. Keep going. Anyway, sometimes people have to change what finger they're using because it'll clock them in as somebody else. It just sounds like a crappy system is what it, it is. It probably is. <laughs> like, when I was saying that people have the same fing- fingerprint, it was like, it's like one out of every three million. <laughs> Not like, hey, in the Valley, we got like uh, 600,000 people. Uh, a couple of you might have the same fingerprint, according to this system. I don't know why. Okay, so listen, uh, I think we've kind of touched on it, but before we go, what can we agree on? Where can we agree? I think we agree in the fact that more people need to be engaged. And I think we agree that cancel culture is not productive to society. No, but I would say as as sort of my olive branch moment is that I think you and I both could maybe agree that while cancel culture is not productive, 
people still need to be held accountable 100%. to their, to their circum, to what they've done, but at the same time be given a chance to grow because it's almost like a better message, right? If somebody, if somebody in the public eye messes up, yeah, we call them out on it or her out on it and they go, Hey, you're right. I messed up. I'm going to do better. And they start doing it. And they like, for a young person or other people to see that it's almost more inspirational to life. It's like, listen, that person right there messed up, but they realize they messed up and they changed. And that's like an example of like how life should be. So that would almost be better that way. Mm-hmm. I just came up with that. All right. Well, cool. What else we got? I really like, feel tired. Aramana. Yeah. Take a nap. Take another shot and take a nap. <laughs> uh, I got nothing. I'm yeah, all out. Neither. Hey, well, listen, I want to just remind everybody, please go ahead and follow us on YouTube and Instagram. We're also on Facebook too, but I'm finding more and more that Facebook is sort of like your grandma's website. It's not most people who have podcasts are like, I have a Facebook. Well, I don't even check it. So go to let me tell you why you're wrong. Go to Instagram. 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 Uh, <laughs> well, have me on the gram. Um, yeah, and uh, let me tell you why you're wrong. And check us out on iTunes, etc., etc. Thanks, right, well, Terramana. We're gonna go take some naps. You guys have a great day. Yeah. Drink Terramana. Drink booze. Bye. <laughs>